0: Explain to us what's happening in Yemen and what is the United States' role currently.
1: Well, some of your listeners will recall that there was a very serious war in Yemen that went on for several years. Uh, it finally reached a, a kind of conclusion between Saudi Arabia and the Yemeni tribesmen we refer to as the Houthis, a overwhelmingly Shia or Shiite tribesmen. And uh, they essentially fought each other to a standstill uh, over a number of different issues. Uh, That ended, as I said, largely in 2016, and and we had a hand in helping to end it. You'll recall it was a terrible famine. Uh, Hundreds of thousands of people suffered. Tens of thousands died. So we we widely opposed it and, and finally discovered, you know, this has got to stop, and we prevailed upon the Saudis to negotiate. Now, what's happening today is that Yemen has advanced quite a bit. And the only people that would help the Houthis at the time were the Iranians who were also Shiite. Mm -hmm. So the the Houthis are Shiite Arabs. And uh, initially, they sought help from other quarters. They actually tried to negotiate with the Saudis. They couldn't do it. The Saudis were cooperating with al-Qaeda to kill as many Houthis as possible. And that's when they went back to Iran and said, you've got to help us, which they ultimately did, armed them and helped them drive off the Saudis and and kill as many of the al-Qaeda fighters that were in their country as they could. Today, uh, the Houthis, being Arabs, have declared war for all intents and purposes on Israel. And I have to understand that all of the militias that we refer to all the time as Iranian proxies or Iranian-backed, that are in Iraq, or Syria, or Yemen, or uh, southern Lebanon, they're all Arabs. And as Arabs, they can all agree universally that what the Israelis are doing in Gaza is to simply, simply a, an operation of mass murder and expulsion to either kill or push all the people that live in Gaza out of Gaza. So they decided to declare war, and they, they accurately concluded that the easiest thing they could do was to disrupt shipping that moves from the Indian Ocean up through the Red Sea uh, and ultimately the Suez Canal. Much of it does go to Europe, but some of it turns to the west and, and goes into Israel, either through the Gulf of Aqaba or uh, in the eastern Mediterranean. They've been very successful with a relatively old technology. Mm. They're not using the best and the newest technology the Iranians have because the Iranians haven't given it to them. But they've given them some very good missiles. Uh, They're subsonic, which means they're easier to target and shoot down, and lots of drones, and they've they've been remarkably successful. We decided to attack them because we thought that by doing so, we would stop this. And the sad outcome is that we've turned the region into a war zone, effectively, said it publicly, it is now a war zone, So you have no one who is willing to insure any commercial ships to move through the Red Sea. So in doing what we've done, we've actually defeated our purpose, which was to try and open the Red Sea to commercial traffic. Mm. Now no one will go there.
0: (laughs) Uh, Talk about about counterintuitive. My goodness. Uh, So needless to say, it sounds like the answer to my question of, is this a wise thing for the United States to do at this point? Your answer is no.
1: Well, I think the first thing we should have done, which is the last thing we do, if we do it at all, is that we should have talked to the Houthis. Now, I'm told that we have back-channeled a message to Iran, w- which we are currently threatening with a war, to somehow or another prevail upon the Houthis not to do what they're doing. But the truth is that the Houthis are Arabs, and while they appreciate Ir- Iran's support, they are firmly committed to this war with Israel. Mm-hmm. So they are not going to stop. But what we could have done is talk to them and try to reason with them. And, of course, they would have said, well, if you want us to stop, you Americans need to stop the Israelis from murdering tens of thousands of people and driving them out of their homes and making Gaza unlivable. We have refused to do that. So I'm not sure what else we could have done, but I don't think we explored it at all with the result that I think the Houthis will once again attack Commercial ships, if they see any, they'll probably try to attack our ships, our warships. They've already tried a couple of times without much success because, as I said, this is not the newest up-to-date technology. These are not missiles designed to sink ships by any stretch of the imagination. So we're, we've made it a war zone. Nobody will go into the Red Sea. It's actually worse than it was before we started. And I hear people in Washington now talk about the use of ground forces to go into the mountains of Yemen and dig these people out and shoot them. And what I tell people is that, you know, our British allies spent some time down in Yemen and fought many of these tribesmen, and that was a pretty unrewarding experience. And after fighting for several years, they packed up and simply left. It's a terrible place to fight a war. And these people have lived there for a long time. They are very tough. They've taken heavy losses in the past. And I don't see much evidence that we did much damage with our strikes. We seem to have hit a lot of the same targets that the Saudis and we back before 2016 struck. And those areas were fairly easy to target and find. But whether or not they actually harmed the larger military capability of the Houthis is very much open to debate. Now, the worst thing the Houthis can do is if we keep this up, is that they could begin destroying oil infrastructure. Mm -hmm. And once you begin destroying oil fields, uh, things get very dicey. I mean, the Turks just, within the last 24 hours, launched a, an airstrike against oil infrastructure in eastern Syria, which is currently under control of the uh, Kurds and others that have been harassing Turkey. I don't know what's going to happen as a result of that, but it's a bad idea. And all of the oil infrastructure in the Persian Gulf is very fragile and very vulnerable.
0: If people are just tuning in, we're talking with uh, Colonel Douglas McGregor, former uh, senior advisor to the Secretary of Defense. So, uh, Colonel, given what you said we should have done, which was talk to the Hooties and tried to get them to stop the attacks on uh, vessels in the Red Sea, what should we do now? If if you were advising the current Secretary of of Defense or the current president— what would you be telling them about what the United States should do prospectively as it relates to this Yemen situation?
1: Well, this is a, this is a tough uh, question because we've already shot ourselves in the foot by turning the Red mm. Sea into a war zone. And the insurance companies that keep the commercial vessels moving won't uh, insure anybody going into it. I don't know how you reverse that because as long as there's a Hootie that can launch a drone or a missile of any kind – I suspect that Lloyds of London and others will all say, no, thank you. And you have to drive around the uh, Cape of Good Hope down in South Africa and all the way up into the Mediterranean through the Strait of Gibraltar or further north. So I I, I don't think there's an easy answer. To do nothing at this point would seem to be a bad idea, but it's actually a good idea insofar as not sending ground troops into the Arabian Peninsula. Mm. Our Saudi allies, or partners, whatever you want to call them, actually told us not to attack the Houthis, and they said they would not join us in any attack on the Houthis. And there is no love lost between the Sunni Arabs in Saudi Arabia and the Shiite Arabs in Yemen. They obviously have been at war. They don't like each other, but they would have nothing to do with it, once again, because all of the Arabs are opposed to what the Israelis are doing, and they're trying to to persuade us to intercede and put an end to the operation. So unless we're willing to turn to the Israelis and say halt your operations in Gaza, uh, and I don't see any evidence that we will do that, I'm not sure there's a great deal that we can do. Mm -hmm. For the moment, the commercial traffic is going to be rerouted, however inconvenient and expensive that may be.